We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. sermon nfc north lions bears packers and vikings oh my oh my rashad man what's how's it going man what it do man man you know it's a middle middle of the week we're still pushing hard through these through these through these podcast episodes and uh this is my favorite division for obvious reasons uh so i'm, I'm just very interested to talk about it so we're gonna hop right into it man I, you know we it's gonna be an interesting uh, division here as well. Um, you know, a lot of lot of shakeups on the coaching side. Um, then you got the uh, the Lions. You know, they're gonna have their second year under Patricia. He kind of can he get his thing implemented that that kind of Belichick way. So it's gonna be an interesting division right here, man. Yeah, and let's and let's start with another second year coach, and uh, that's Matt Nagy, Chicago Bears, the division champions. Um, you're talking about a performance like no other from their defense, man. And it was like you couldn't do nothing against this defense. Uh, number one against the rush, uh, pass defense that was top ten, top five in sacks, top four, uh, five in third down percentage, red zone that was ranked number six, points allowed, of course, number one. Like, and my, you know, the the really the only thing we have to worry about now is. Now that Vic Fangio has left Chicago, uh, defensive coordinator, now the head coach of Denver Broncos, what kind of step does the, the does the Bears take? Because when usually when you see a record set in defense, um, you know you can you can go look back at the 2000 Ravens, the the 2002 Bucks, uh, shit, even the uh, Vikings and the Jags 2017, and the next year is not the same. So. It's like for the Bears to, to for the Bears to 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 be good and and for Matt Nagy to re- repeat his performance, you know I feel like the the offense is is what has to take a step forward and I think that's where we got to start at right there. Uh, offensively, I think they'll be fine. Um, you you still have Tariq Cohen. Um, they're bringing in David Montgomery. Watch some film on him. He, I believe he can do some things in the NFL. He has he has a you know, a good skill set to work off of. So he's basically replacing Jordan Howard. Um, on the receiver side, I like what they have there. Um, Tyler Gabriel, you're going to get Allen Robinson in his second year back off of the injury. So, you know, how guys are off of injury. That first year, they're not really that good. But second year, he could be something special. They drafted Riley Ridley. That's a sneaky pickup. They, um, they have Anthony Miller. So you know he um, he had a few breakout games um, last year, a couple you know a couple big catches, and they also have uh, the tight end Trey Burton. So you know they have weapons 
on offense, the key to the offense would be can Mitchell Trubisky get them the ball? Can he take another step? Can Matt Nagy keep covering up for his weaknesses and and putting his strengths? Um, a sneaky pickup for them, too, is Cordero Patterson. They're going to use him effective. Uh, yes. Yeah, the, the Patriots, uh, he, when he was with them, he was used very effectively by the Patriots, McDaniels. So I think Nagy, he's a good offensive mind. So I want to see what um, I want to see what they do this year. You know, twelve wins last year kind of came out of nowhere. Made the trade for Khalil Max. So I want to see on the offensive side of the ball, does Mitch take another step, and can he guide this offense? Because we know defensively what they're they're capable of. They brought back almost the entire defense: Ha Ha Clinton, Diggs, Prince, uh, Khalil, Hicks. They still, no, they, they still have their whole defense almost Rokon, intact. Rokon, Smith, Danny Trevathan, so, so Fuller. Defensively, yeah, they, they're gonna, yeah. they're going to be stout. They're, they're, yeah, defensively they're stacked. But like I said, they will take a step back. One because your center caller is gone, and you have the talent. Uh, Chuck Pagano has is now the defensive coordinator, and he's been itching to get back to being a coordinator. And he finally got a shot with, I mean, obviously the best <laughs> defense in the league last year. Um, but you know, and I know, based on now, this you know, from a fantasy aspect, the number one defense never returns to the you know to the forefront again. Um, and that's and that's why I said that the offense, which you alluded to, has has to take another step. Uh, I mean, and the offense was as far as putting points on the board because the defense put them in good situations. They were the top ten team in that. Um, with Matt Nagy coming from the Kansas City uh, Andy Reid tree, he can run the ball uh, run the ball effectively. Now he doesn't have Mahomes. He has Trubisky, um, which, you know, which limits him. And the reason why you've seen all those gadget plays where multiple <laughs> old offensive linemen score touchdowns and D linemen score touchdowns because they have to be creative. And, and that's Matt Nagy's genius and his, his, his niche, and that's being very, very creative. And you alluded to even adequate at Patterson. Like, that gives you another gadget player with speed who can catch the ball and run the ball effectively. Um, and it just – you know, just willing to see how much how much did the offense take a step. Um, now they and another thing about the defense is they're going to have a first place schedule uh, with a first place schedule and playing the AFC West, which you know with had the two best records in the AFC last year, and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, now I look, I prepared the schedule and to end the season. You talking about we talk about this last time. Murder, murder, murder's the, uh, row. Like they, murder's they, they, row. They, this is why I think they will miss the playoffs because you know they they could possibly miss it or they could possibly make it. It depends how they start off because the first couple of games, all right, before their bye week, the first five games are all winnable. But after the first five weeks, especially week thirteen through seventeen. That's murder row, and people gonna probably say you. You think the Lions in Week 13 is gonna be a murder row game? Yeah, because they're yes. gonna be coming off of games at Detroit. The yes, Saints, Chargers, Lions, and Rams. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you got so you at Detroit versus Dallas at Green Bay. So you have you have to see you have to see. I I think we're gonna talk about Detroit in a minute. One of uh, a good defense, Cowboys, who's good both ways. You got the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. You got to go to see Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Then come home and got to play Patty Mahomes. And then another division opponent at Minnesota. So it's, it's you know, like you said, it's where this is your make it, break it right here. And you already had to play Chargers and the Saints because of your first place schedule and, and, and what you already got to play. So it's, it's in the Rams. So it's not going to be easy 
and that that alludes to teams taking a step back. Um, just because, like, I mean, I think, I think the Bears, the Bears, I would say they had a third place schedule last season, and you see when they, you know, when they had the talent, they bet they got Khalil Mack, boom, boom, boom. They're the best team in the NFC North because they're they're not playing the the Rams, the Saints, and uh, and the and the Cowboys, you know, and and the Eagles. They got to avoid them as well. They got to avoid, uh, I believe. I believe they played the was it the Falcons or the or the Panthers? Uh, I want to say it was the Panthers that they played. Um, so so you still you still got to avoid the elites of the elites, and now you can't. And on top of that, you got the Chargers and the Chiefs. So it's not like they get to run from anybody. Um, and that's and that's what it is. And that's why I, I can say I can see the step back. Uh, I think twelve to eleven wins is kind of maybe that's I think that's too unrealistic, um, especially coming off this season and. And like you said, it's all predicated on one person, that's Mitch Trubisky. If he takes the step to be, you know, let's say, because you remember the NFL tier quarterbacks, he was at the bottom of tier three. Um, if he can be the beginning of tier three, you're talking about a Bears team that's scary. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's all predicated around Mitch Trubisky. Um, his development, I think, with the gadget players that they have, they're, they're going to be fine. But it's fine, good enough to – <laughs> on this on this murderous roll of the schedule. I mean, when you look at the schedule, that's my that's my biggest concern. My biggest concern is not Trubisky, it's the schedule. I mean, I don't want to take up too much time. We'll, we'll go through it real quick. All right, opening week, they got Green Bay. Winnable game, it's at home. You know, opening week is always a winnable game for everybody. And then they're going to play Broncos. I think their defense can beat Broncos. They can beat Redskins. Vikings, they're at home. It depends who the Vikings play in week three, plus they're going outside from the Dome to the Bears, but Weather won't be really be bad in September, so that's a toss-up game. And then they're going to go to London to play Oakland. So the first five are all winnable games. So you could start five right. and zero, but you could start three and two. And then they have their right. bye. Um, they're going to play the Saints. That's a winnable game because you're coming mm. off the bye, so you're going to get rested from the London trip. You won't have jet lag the week after, and then you're going to catch the Saints coming outside in October, and you're going to have a lot of time to prepare for them. So that's a winnable game. You're going to catch the Chargers coming from West Coast to East Coast in October, winnable game. I don't think they'll beat Philadelphia just because you're going to be in play two tough games back-to-back. You'll get Detroit at home in November. They're coming outside, winnable game. You're going to the Rams. They'll probably lose that game. Giants, winnable game because they'll probably be putting Daniel Jones in or Eli be getting banged up. Then you have the Lions again. (laughs) Winnable game again against the Lions. You have the Cowboys coming from Jerry's World to outside. Winnable game. Then you're going to get Green Bay, uh, Kansas City, Minnesota again. Depends. I can't – I'll say you down the stretch of the last three, they could go one and two, if not 0 oh and three. So, right now, I have the Bears projected either 8 and 8 or 10 and 6. If they get 10 and 6, they'll make the playoffs. But if it's 8 and 8, of course, they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. It, it, that's it. That's good. Like I say, it, it, it always matters. Your schedule is very, very important when you try to call somebody out saying they're not good, blah, blah, blah. Because like I said, it's not only they have this first place schedule with a division that already had, because it's not a division where it's only two, there's only two good teams and the other two sorry, or it's, it's not the AFC East. It's not, it's, it's, it's not the NFC West, you know, but I know, I know the Fortnite is getting better, but it wasn't last year NFC West. You have two other good teams with the Vikings and Packers, plus you have an up-and-coming team in Detroit with with the AFC West, and that's the bullcrap about it. Because the, the bullcrap is they they have to they have to uh, they have to see Mahomes and and Phillip Rivers, and 
I th- you said they you said they're home against the Chargers. Yeah, they're home against the Chargers and the Saints. See, and that's 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 see, they got lucky. See, and then and then obviously the schedule does play in their favor. They get in the home games versus you know the tougher teams. That, then that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean the Bears outlook can go can go either way. Um, I, I I just think they'll take a step. I think the defense gonna take a step back regardless, just because of the center caller and just because it's hard to repeat that performance that they had last season. And, 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 and it's, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's film on it too. Like now teams can see, right, right, exactly, they, yeah. they, they, they like to move Mac here. They like to move, do this, do this, do that. So you can kind of pick certain things apart. Right. Right. And, and, and that's really why teams don't never, that's why you can't stay the same. If, if, I know they, they lost, um, uh, I think it was, uh, say the, um, Oh yeah. Amos. Amos. Not, Amos. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, Amos they lost him. He's, he's, he's in Green Bay but now. They replaced it, but they replaced it with ha ha. So, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like the. This is really the same. I mean, you think about it, it's really the same exact defense. So, I mean, obviously players get better. So, but like you say, losing Sydney College, the schedule, all that, they it will take a step back, and that will cause them to maybe you know eight and eight, like you said. Um, so that's the Bears' outlook. Yeah, I'm looking at eight and eight on the low side, ten and six on the high side. If they can kind of get that same, if they can start off about four and one, because all those are winnable games, and then you can come back off your bye. Maybe get the Saints win and the Chargers win. You already got six. You should be able to get four down the stretch against the Giants, split with the Lions, or um, no, just a few down the stretch. Maybe you catch Kansas City right. outside and beat them. So eight and eight or ten and six. And please don't lose to the Raiders because you ain't made the playoffs at all. I don't care. Man, if you lose <laughs> to the Raiders, don't blow a game. If you if don't you blow lose a game, the, I don't care if it's in London. If you lose to the Raiders, you don't deserve to even make the playoffs. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings. My Minnesota Vikings, eight, seven, and one. Uh, Mike Zimmer, I think, heading to his uh, sixth season with the team, uh, and this team had a lot of lot of expectations uh, with the sign of Kirk Cousins being thirteen and three the year before. You bring in a better quarterback, and and the expectations of the Super Bowl are bust. Um, and not and to as much as they struggle with the Offensive line coach Tony Sperano, RP, uh, dying during training camp. Uh, your offense coordinator being fired throughout the season. Um, they had a lot of things going on. Everson Griffin with the mental issues. Uh, still, they were still one game away from the playoffs. And one, they, they, the kicker problem has always been an issue. You know, my team, okay, we can't make field goals for whatever reason. And that, that, that caused us to have a tie in the first place, which would have been nine to seven and would have made the playoffs. Secondly, you play. You you got the Bears though toward the end of the season. All you have to do. The defense played great. The defense kept you in the game. You did. Our offense couldn't do anything against that that monsters of a defense that we just talked about in the Chicago Bears. So even with all the turmoil and everything like that, they were still one game away from the playoffs. So they're not too far. And I think this season, with nobody really talking about them as as they was last season, I think that's the role that Minnesota plays as is better as the. The better as the underdog team coming up versus, you know, we think you know uh, uh, the the Patriots and the and the, and the uh, Steelers like they are Super Bowl contenders, and we talk about them all the time, Brady and Big Ben, and all those guys. The Vikings are a team that need to be under the radar, uh, and that's how they always had the success. Um, fun fact, I just want to throw out to you, and it's like based on what <laughs> based on these numbers, you project a high win total, and that's uh, every other year. Minnesota is either average and then they're good next year. So Mike Zimmer come in at seven and nine. The following season eleven and five. Then the season after that, eight and eight. 
after that, the 13 and 3 Case Keenum year, then last year, 8, eight 7 and 1. So you would think a double digit win season is coming along, especially a schedule. Uh, so uh, that's my quick rundown of the Vikings. Uh, what you got on them? Man, that, that sounds like the, the Panthers we talked about. They'll be bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> yeah. And for real though, I mean, it's 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 like it's it's crazy because every time we good, we get a first place schedule, and it's all it's always something. Now, obviously, Minnesota, this is the first time that we're starting a quarterback two years in a row for the first time, and God knows how long because we had one time Sean Hill started, one time Teddy Bridgewater, here come Case Keenan, here comes Sam Bradford. We've been duct taping the position for so long. That's why I was even, you know, yeah. That's why we and last year I told you I was so happy that we even got cousins because I thought we, I finally knew I got a starter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we wasn't trying to duct tape it. Now Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, so that's reason, a reason for even getting Kirk Cousins in the first place. But this is the first time that we can go into the season with knowing who the starter starter is again, and uh, I think that that can make a difference, you know, for your record because you know when we were eleven to five coming off that year, everybody's like, okay, the Vikings are here. Teddy Bridgewater goes down have to trade for Sam Bradford, struggles throughout the season, go eight and eight. So we, we still struggle even, you know, with a subpar quarterback. So it's like in we got Keenum and then we went ballistic with a, a average quarterback. So, you know, it's kind of up and down and, you know, I, I just I just I just hope you're on the right page and because the window when the window of all of our stars that we actually drafted and stuff like that are, you know, they're getting up there and it's and it's, it's gonna come to a close because you can't stay together for so long. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on like QB. Um, just QB consistency is so important. Like being being able to go into training camp every year knowing I got this guy, we have these weapons, let's do what we can do. Um, so I agree with that on the consistency side of having the same QB. Um, they have, I think in my mind, undebatable the best wide receiver duo. Um, just because you have Ridley and Julio. Julio's, yes, he's the top guy in the league, but that don't make him and Ridley the best duo. I think Thielen and Diggs are the best wide receiver duo. Um, I like what they did in the draft, man, getting Bradbury. They needed, they needed a center. They needed somebody for the O-line. Boy. <laughs> they, they needed somebody for the O-line, so I like that. Um, I'm ready to see what, what Cook does. Um, he got to get back in, stay healthy. If you can kind of balance that receiving game out with a elite running game, They'll be they'll be pretty tough defensively if they brought back almost the same core pretty much you know guys like Barr, Waynes, Rhodes, guys like that. So you're hoping that you get a a solid defensive year, Emerson Griffin. So you're hoping you get a solid. Um, is, is Hunter still there? Hunter's still there, yes sir. Five year okay. contract. <laughs> yeah, so you know you. Yeah. So you're hoping you know you're hoping that with that solid defensive unit with the solid offensive unit. It all gels, like you said, off that average year to a good year. You're hoping it all gels together. Um, but my outlook for them, I'm not. I'm, they had to pay cousins. To, you know, you need a, a a starter. So, but I'm just not really high on them. And it's four years as a starter. Um, that's three with the Redskins and one with the Vikings. I think he's like 32 and 30. So he has a pretty average record. And I granted we're gonna. I'm 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 not gonna say he's an average guy because on the Redskins he did deal with a lot of injuries, a lot of O line guys going down, not many good elite weapons on the Redskins. So that record is kind of you know not an accurate assessment of who he is. But with their schedule, um, and plus just that division, 
it could be another eight and eight year or it could be a, a ten win season. I just gotta wait and see because I think they start off somewhat rough and then they in the, in their their middle is kinda easy and then they'll kinda finish pretty rough too. So you just <laughs> but their good thing is they got the late yeah, yeah, bye. Yeah. They got that late bye. So you know that's gonna help them with come off a bye, you go to Seattle, you come back home and get Detroit and you're going back to the West Coast to get the Chargers. Then you finish at home with Green Bay and the Bears. So um I can see eight and eight and I can see same with the Bears. I can see eight and eight and I can see ten and six. Yeah, and, and we talk about the, and the same thing in the South is your division and you can't you can't escape it. And that's 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 really why their schedule is so tough for the Bears too. Uh, and I think I think their best stretch of the season where you can tell this team is gonna be you know where where they're going to be at, at the, is is this one and it's the the at Kansas City at Dallas Denver by at Seattle. Uh, I think I think because because yeah, there's three road games and four games. Of course, a bye is in between that. But if they can go on the road and you can beat that's three playoff teams from last season. If you can go down the road and beat three playoff. Uh, you know you know say because we know we know, we know you got to go. You know how we do with the the two and two going three and one blah blah. If they can go three and one this stretch, I mean go on the road win two games. Um, I don't really care who you beat as long as you beat – well, it better be Dallas because I'm going to be at the game and I want to talk trash to Dallas fans, so I want that win. But, you know, you, you, you need to beat Denver at home. Um, but if you can go and win two games on the road in, in those environments at Kansas City, uh, in Jerry World, and the 12th man at Seattle, like you're talking about a team that's, you know, that's, that I would say is ready. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, that, that's the game that I'm going to pay attention to the most. Um, yes, because like I said, it, it really don't matter where you look at because it, it's always going to be a division. Somebody's picking it in for the division, and uh, you know, one of those second place scheduled teams that they that they had to face this season. Um, and like I said, it can go either way. And I, the, to to go back to your uh, to your to your Kurt point, it's like it's like yeah, we kind we kind of messed them up too because you know we're bringing in we're we're bringing in what we didn't have after we signed him was off his line. So we got a guy who's not who's not Lamar Jackson, who's not Cam, who can't run for his life. He's not Russell Wilson. He can't he's not an improviser. Man, Kurt um, barely can't extend the pocket. <laughs> exactly. He can't extend the play. Now he's he's good. He's he's very good at play action. So if you can run the ball oh, yeah. like like you alluded to, then then he can run the pocket for that. But if you're trying to make him improvise, he's not going to just and and that that's and that to me that's more Minnesota fault, I mean, like GM's fault, than it is a Kirk Cousins. And and this is the first time that the general manager said, you know what, I need, I can't, I can't invest in, I can't invest into a guy like Kirk Cousins paying all this money things around him that he needed because you got the receivers, you got the running back if healthy can stay, you got Kyle Rudolph who, I mean, outside of, outside of Kelsey and Ertz, Kyle Rudolph anywhere between three and ten, so. Um, you got, you got. I mean, I know, I know Kittle, Kittle is Kittle just barely new, so it's kind of like a you know, guys got to see it again. But you know, consistency. Kyle Rudolph, they draft the tight end, they draft offensive line. I think they got three offensive line in the draft this season. Um, the defense is being consistent, so it's like you got everything now. Um, yes, the Rickers are young, and they 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 signed. A, so what they did was they signed a signed a guard. I mean, signed a guard off the street uh, who was Josh Klein. He was he's pretty solid in Tennessee. He moved your center to guard, who was more. Comfortable there. You drafted a tackle last year, second round. He's a now a full time. He's a full time starter last year, full time starter again. You got your center now in Bradbury. So you you invested in the line with with, with two first round picks, 
a draft signee, a third round pick, and I think, and then uh, you got a tackle that you paid for two years ago. So you you, you finally invest into the line. You giving Kirk Cousins no reason to uh, to, to to blame game is on him now, and that's what that and, and that's what you have to do as a GM. You have to put everything around him so you can say, well, I did everything I could, and I was on you. And I think and Kirk Cousins even said that in a couple of uh, interviews about that, and it's like it's finally on me. So. Um, I, I think I think they're gonna be pretty solid. Is I, I think the like what you said is the, is the main key. Can Dalvin Cook stay healthy and the, can the running game help Kirk Cousins out? And that's that's what it's gonna be. Uh, my biggest concern: they can't start zero and two. Falcons and Green Bay. The Falcons game they're gonna be inside. You know it's a home game. Falcons still inside. Then you're gonna go outside to Green Bay the, the following week. So you can't start zero and two. Um, and we already talked about their schedule post the bye week. I have a, I'll say it now. The trap game is going to be Denver Broncos the weekend of the yes, 17th, sir. and it's, it's, it's going to be the trap game. Yep, and, that, and that's why, and, then, and that's why I, I I put them in there because I was like, Denver's not going to be sorry. I I, I know Denver, Denver's going to be sorry, but they're not going to be sorry. If that makes sense. Like they're going to be a team that's that's going to be there now. Whether you know, I think Dave Pangio is going to be a great uh, a good coach, but. Doesn't need to hear there, but yeah, Denver Broncos. I think they're going to be pretty solid. Everybody kind of count them out. Yeah, I played um, it safe. And I said they're going to be nine and seven. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think this division is going to be really, 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 really close. Uh, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. Six nine and one should be six and ten, but thanks to uh, a kicker, uh, Matt Lafleur comes in, and uh, I've been very, very high on Matt Lafleur, but I had to take a step back from and realize that he's not Sean McVay, even though he's been under uh, under him. And he's not Cal Shanahan, even though he's been under him as well. Um, but what I can say about Matt LaFleur is his offense is going to run the ball. Uh, seeing what he as, – as his lone year in Tennessee uh, with, with, uh, with uh, Mariota and Derrick Henry and them guys, you see the run game was there. The run game was there. But what, what Kyle Shanahan had in Atlanta when he was under and what – and what uh, Sean McVay had when he was there in, in L.A. was a good quarterback. And Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. Now he has a superb quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So, I, you know, last year you can't really knock him um, from the passing game, for the sense. But then, you, but then again, you got guys like Matt Nagy who can make Mitch Trubisky, you know, "Quote unquote Pro Bowler," even though he got, I, I think he got, uh, he was replaced, uh, replacement, but still, still, either way, you got your biscuit to be even in that light of being a, you know, a Pro Bowl, a Pro Bowl replacement. And we know, we know how he is on Mariota, so I'm not going to kill him right now. I'm gonna kill him later. But uh, Metaphor finally got a quarterback under his, and, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm more concerned about is will Aaron Rodgers and Metaphor get along? Will Aaron Rodgers actually listen? Because from what all the reports and stuff that we heard throughout the offseason with him and McCarthy was, you know, he didn't really respect them when they they he they were drawing the plays out the dirt, blah blah blah. We know we all know the story, um, and and that's really what I want to know is like, well, well Aaron Rodgers listen listen to somebody who hasn't done it before, and that's that that's my big question uh, I think going into the season and to look at is about Aaron Rodgers and that for a relationship. Uh, I don't really have a concern about it because now all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers because if if Green Bay is bad, at first all the heat went on McCarthy. Oh, he didn't he didn't do this, he didn't do that. He kind of caught all the the backlash. But if this does not work, 
all the blame goes to Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be deemed as uncoachable, and he's going to be deemed as a great talent, but didn't win, you know, in a decade or whatever. So all the blame is going to be on him, so he has to make it work. I know a few mm-hmm. reports came out about, you know, how he didn't like the practices, the joint practices, things like that, but he has to just accept that, man. The team got to jail some kind of way, whether it's preseason, whether it's practices. You're not playing preseason, so they can't jail with you then, so at least accept the practices, but I just think I think they're going to make it work. Aaron knows he has to make it work. He's still a tier one quarterback, top three in the game to me. Um, and then my biggest thing that they addressed was they finally gave him a defense. They yep. fi- they finally gave him a defense. So this is going to be an interesting year for Green Bay. They took uh, they got Amos from the Bears in the draft. They took Rashawn Gary. They took Savage. Um, they they have so many you know so many guys. And then you got you got, you got, you got last Alexander. year. Um, yeah, got, last year. Yeah. So you just got so many guys on defense. I think it's going to be the the best defense he's probably had since the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I got big expectations for Green Bay. You have a top receiver in the game, Devontae Adams, a guy I would draft in fantasy if given a chance to. All day long. <laughs> and we and you already talked about it. The biggest thing is LaFleur runs the ball. You have a young emerging back in Aaron Jones. We saw what he did last year. So, And they brought in more running backs to kind of spell Jones if he was to get hurt. I mean – a lot of people don't know who Keith Ford is, but he's a serviceable back, serviceable back, you know, if given some opportunities. And they still have Jamal Williams, who's kind of like your, your ground and pound kind of guy for the goal line work. So um, I expect Geronimo Allison to take a step, uh, MVS. So they have weapons. So lack of weapons on offense won't be a concern. And defensively, that won't be a concern. It'll just be can Aaron Rodgers stay upright? Can he finish the season? Because he has the tools to win his division, and I had Green Bay to win a division with twelve wins. Now you allude to the defense, like possibly being the one of the best. But the, my thing is the leadership. Where where would that come from when you when you decided to let go play Matthews, which I believe was the right move. Um, but then you got also got rid of Mike Daniels, and you know I know you couldn't reach a contract. Uh, what it is, but if we're in, if if you're saying the Packers are in, let's win. I mean, I don't. I mean, cut if you're gonna just cut him out. If you're just gonna cut him, and he's and I'm, now just assume I'm not. I'm assuming that he's not gonna hold out. If he doesn't hold out and bet on himself, if, if that was the guidelines, would he that would he be at a uh, would he had asked for a release or, or would they had cut him if if that was the case? Because you know, I'm thinking no clue. You was taking all the right steps, and then then you took a you took like five steps forward, and you and then you came back a little bit just because of you know the leadership and, and aspect of that side of the ball. I think they'll be fine. They have some guys who you know at least been around the league a little bit, so you you know I think they'll be fine. They brought in Zadarius Smith from Baltimore. They gave him big money, so obviously I think they trust him to be a a locker room influence, things like that. So they, I think the leaders always kind of. Um, like a defensive leader, they always kind of emerge through training camp. Like, who do guys feel comfortable with going to, or who's like that, that sounding board where he can kind of relate to everybody? Because it all has to be a guy who can relate to everybody. Because when a guy's frustrated from blowing a tackle, you have to be able to go tell that guy, "Hey, man, next play, we're gonna go back out there and we're gonna regroup. 
stay at it. So I think that'll kind of just emerge throughout training camp. We'll kind of see who that new defensive leader or anchor is throughout the season. And uh, just, just a note on, on, on their schedule, man. You talk, you're talking about the end of the schedules for Vikings and the Pack, uh, and the Bears. Let's talk about the start of the season for the Packers. And at Chicago, first game of the season versus Minnesota, the trap game of Denver in, in the middle of this, going to fit, uh, well, home against Philly and then going to Dallas. Now, you're talking about four teams who can make the playoffs uh, and Dallas, uh, and uh, Denver Broncos in the middle. And, you know, that, that's, that, that's the one where, you know, you got five games. One, you must win that Denver because if you lose that Denver, that means you're forced to beat, you know, have to beat these great teams. And, and three and two is what you want, at least. Uh, but what you don't want to do is go one and four. You, you don't want some kind of bull crap where, you know, because, you, you know, in football, anything can happen. You know, a, a late fumble, uh, you know, uh, blown coverage, and here come, here come Amari Cooper by himself or – whether it's Deshaun Jackson get behind the defense and now you lose the game on the last second when you're in control. You know, it's anything happens. So, you know, saying saying you're one and four, you can't just look at you gotta look at also look at the game too. But you know, you can go one and four, two and three, now you're on the uphill climb when you still have to face Kansas City, you still have to face the Chargers, you gotta play the Detroit twice, you gotta play Chicago, Minnesota again. So you know, all all that comes into play. And like you said, and you know, you know, you know how important a, a start of a season is because you work so hard in training camp and getting right for this moment, and boom, boom, boom! Within the first four weeks, uh, you are, you know, you already climbing the up, uphill battle. So that that opening schedule can be pretty, pretty tough for them too. From this division, Green Bay is the only one I have no concerns about for the opening schedule because the Bears is a, the Bears is the one. <laughs> Bears is winnable game. When I think they will win it. Like Aaron Rodgers opening week, he's gonna be ready to shut some miles. So he's coming out to prove a point. Uh, Minnesota, I think they can beat Minnesota. They can beat Denver. Uh, Philadelphia, it just kind of depends. I think they may lose Dylan. I think Philly's just a little bit more talented, and it'll be early in the season. So I think they can lose that one. But I think going to Dallas, they can beat Dallas. They can beat Detroit. They can beat Oakland. They can easily be five and two or six and one right there. And then they have Kansas City and the Chargers. Not sure which one they'll win, but they'll split. They'll split those. And then they have Carolina in November. Carolina coming to Green Bay. They should be able to beat Carolina. Get to their bye week at about seven and three, eight and two, something like that. And then I think they can go to the Forty Nine. Yeah, I, yeah, Forty Nine. I think they, I think they can win that game. I'm definitely not that high on that on that Packers going that that win that many games. I don't. I don't think they possess the uh, the talent. The, I don't think they have enough talent to 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 start a season like that. And that just that just my opinion to go seven and three, eight and two, like that. I don't think they have enough, especially with a rookie head coach who hasn't who hasn't really shown you know success because Tennessee offense wasn't popping. It, it, it's not you know what I'm saying like you know because we when Kyle Shanahan with the Forty Nine was like oh we know the offense is gonna be good. Um, same same kind of thing with Sean McVay because even even with in Washington, the Redskins were putting up numbers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we are we already knew, and Lafleur. That's why I was so high on him because of what he came under, but I've yet to see the 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 impact and and yeah, get get to Lino Aaron Rodgers. You know that works, uh, but how? But you know what what what's the success? What's the success of the defense? Because yet they still. 
they, they got good pieces going in the right direction, but yet it's still so young and they haven't did it and they haven't won anything. So it's kind of, you know, the, these these Packers, these rookie Packers, and don't know what it means to be the you know the the tradition of the Packers and and the winning success that they always have because the last two or three seasons the Packers haven't been you know haven't been pretty should I say um, and like I say Aaron Rodgers is great enough to turn that around but you know I I just have to see it to believe it yeah he's gonna be in the MVP conversation I, I have Rodgers Wentz and Luck as the top three in the MVP conversation no I don't have Mahomes because he will regress. And by regress, I mean he'll probably get like four great touchdowns, which is still a crazy number. <laughs> which is still Not, a crazy 90 number. Ninety touchdowns in two seasons, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, but like, I just think coming off of last year, you know, is that is that effect of oh he didn't look how he looked last year, so I don't think Mahomes will get this year. But I think what Rodgers can do at Green Bay, um, I think what Wentz will do at Philadelphia, as long as long as my guy Luck is healthy, um, we know what the Colts can do. Ten eleven wins easy, so. But I think Rodgers is in for a good season. I think I have Green Bay at twelve wins. Mm. Well, let's move on to the Lions, six and ten last season. But I mean, they defensively they're there. I think Patricia Patricia already got that locked in, and um, the offense took a step back. Um, one, they traded their probably best player on offense outside of the quarterback in Golden Tate. Gets a piece for him because that they they was going to the youth movement anyway, so they so they did get a third round pick in exchange for him. Uh, I think the offensive line is getting better, um, and you know the running game finally got a a guy who can get over a hundred yards and gets carry on Johnson. Uh, they're they're running they're running attack. You know there there wasn't there wasn't uh I would say elite at any point running or passing the ball. Stafford is playing with a broken back, yet we all want to you know bash on Stafford, but. He's he's the one that's put his body on the line for for a franchise who hasn't really done him any good, and you know that's that's more saying stuff to him than you know than it is anybody else. And I I think I think this Lions team has bought in. I think once you see the uh, once you see the defense and how they came to form, and you're talking about a defensive line that is about to be stacked, um, Packers, Vikings, and and Bears. You you good luck because. I don't know how you run on this team. Uh, Trey Flowers coming over from New England. Uh, you you picked up Mike Daniels from the Packers, so he already know how to kill the, the Packers O line. Um, I miss I miss somebody else. I miss somebody. Uh, Snacks Snacks Harrison's there. My yep. gosh, like like how do you? I don't I don't I don't see. I mean, there was there was a there was a top there was a there was a top uh, twelve team last year against the run. I don't see why this not this should not be a top three. Uh, when you talk about the run game, because you're talking about up front in the trenches and mostly against any offensive line, maybe outside of uh, Dallas, a, um, maybe a Tennessee, like they're going to dominate. And they're not, you know what I'm saying, they're not even going to face, they shouldn't face either one of those teams. So uh, you're talking about a team that's like, oh my gosh, like I, even, and then you got Darius Lee on the outside, shut down corner. So even, even if you buy time and you get enough time, Boom! You got somebody there slay on your best receiver. I think I think the Lions are going to be. I think the Lions are one of the teams that's on the rise. Um, I think they. I think they will buy into Patricia uh, system because you you know you know how the pass system is. It works because it because you win. Um, you know, where you know where you're replacing your man and next man up type stuff and just do your job. It only works when you're coming in and, and you win. So I, I I think I think this could be a season where the Lions. 
Lions can, can ride that ship, and they can ride it very, very, very early. Uh, they play. They go to Arizona to start the season, but then after that, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings, and you say, "Wow, that's a hard schedule." You damn right it is. But the Lions can make the. You can you can tell right then where the Lions going to go right then, um, and you know whether that's go two and three in that stretch, or you beat the Cardinals and go two and three, three and three after after that, or you surprise people. You go in the Green Bay and win. You go in the Eagles and win. You you talking about a team that can that can you know ascend very very quickly, and that's what I'm be interested in. I look at when I look at the Detroit Lions early in the season. Can they can they do it? Because if, if they can, you talk about another team. You got to add the NFC that's going to uh, compete in this in this wild wild, I guess well wild wild NFC of all these great teams. So uh, that's my you know that's my little spiel on Lions. I think Lions just caught bad breaks all the way around. Uh, you just mentioned it. The first four games, I don't even think going to the Cardinals would be an easy game because they're going to be unpredictable with Kingsbury, Murray. You know, you don't know what to, you don't know what to expect. Right. Even with that good defense by the Lions, you don't know what to expect. So, uh, possibly they can go zero and four to start off. They can go two and two, um, and even two and two is being generous because I don't think they are talented enough to beat Chargers, Eagles, or Chiefs. But you have to be optimistic. Optimistic. So, uh, two wins would be decent. And I'm not a fan of getting an early bye week because now you're gonna play 12 games back to back, and you're they have some tough games, you know. So I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the early bye week. So I think they're gonna start off probably pretty bad, and then with that early bye week, guys are gonna start breaking down on that second half. So I like Matt. I like Matt Stafford. I like Matt Patricia coming from New England. Um, the defense is going to be great. It's going to keep in a lot of games. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, they got some weapons. They lost some Golden Tate, but they still have some weapons there for, uh, for Stafford. Carol Young can probably get a 1,000-yard a season, like you mentioned. So they have some pieces. Um but I just don't see it. The division is pretty pretty rough, and their schedule, just how it's set up with an early bye week. I, I want to hope they do good, but I don't see it. Uh, Matt Stafford's going to get another bad he, – he's going to continue getting a bad rep, even though in the last – you know, in, in his first 10 years in the league, he's number four in passing yards. I mean, the Lions really just haven't done him any favors over his career with – you know, Calvin Johnson was there, but they never really gave him anything, so – I want to believe in the Lions, but I just can't do it. Maybe five wins, six wins. Um, I mean, I think I think with the Lions six and ten last year, I I don't think they're going to stay. I think they can be they can be a five hundred team. Uh, they they with the, with the additions that they made this season, another year under under Patricia, um, with a four. Uh, I I think they can beat the Cardinals. They can beat. Beat the 49ers, they have no talent to beat them. They have enough talent to beat the they have enough, they have no talent to beat the teams that's so after or or uh after after the Cardinals game, you got these five games, you know, five and great games in a row with the bye week. If they they that's that's when they that's their prove it, that's their prove it week right there. And then they like you said, they go one and one and four on this stretch, you know, the lines will be at the bottom once again. Um, but then they can surprise people. Now, you, like I said, then you add somebody else. So I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna wait till after the Vikings game, 
to whether I can I can count them out or count them in because, uh, like you said, you you got to see it. And the thing the thing that the Lions can never have is can the offensive side and the defensive side match up. Um, and that's you know because last year the def- the defense was pretty much top half of everything, um, and the offense was bottom half and everything. But usually it's always been the other way around. Uh, coming up with Stafford by himself, and, and he had no defense. He got a gunsling and put up forty points, and that's just to even win the game, you know, compete. So, um, my thing is, can can it flip? And I think I don't really, I don't really think Patricia. I think I think I, think, I want to say General Cruda did get fired, um, if I'm not mistaken, and they, they replaced they replaced the uh, offensive uh, coordinator. And yeah, they got they got Daryl Bevel. So Daryl Bevel. I want to say I mean I know he came from Minnesota and Seattle. Uh, I don't know how recently, but um, Darren Bevel, from what I've known from him, him in Minnesota, uh, he always run the ball. So that's and and for Patricia, that's what he want because of what what the Patriots stand for, and that's that's running the ball, controlling the clock, blah blah. blah. And they was already a top, they were a top ten team in that last season, and which allude to. Um, you know why the defense was so good because they weren't on the field so long because of the time of possession. So uh, it, it's going it's to be interesting to see, man. And, and uh, I, I like I said, I'm not going to count them out right now, but we can. You know, we, we can for right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to judge them, even though I had them at um, you know round five, six wins. I'm not going to judge them off of their record. I'm going to judge the Lions off of how well they compete in games. Like, do they do they get blown out or do they? With their defense and with that offense, do they compete in every game? Like, are they losing twenty-two to twenty? Like, are they in it to the very last play? If they're getting blown out, you know, I don't, I don't want to see that. I want to see them compete in every game. So I do. So then I'll know. Okay, well, at least Patricia and staff are getting the team to to come together. They kind of going through some growing pains, but mm-hmm. if they're getting smoked four out of five, you know, four or five games in the season. I don't want to see that. Right. All right. So let's go into who we think. Um... You know, a little award ceremony right here. Uh, who would you have as the MVP of this division? Aaron Rodgers, easy. Uh, I'm going. I'm going a different route. Um, if the Minnesota Vikings go win the division, you said it before, and that's an elite running game. And he's if he's healthy, I think I think that's that he'd be the reason for the for the most success. Um, yeah, he'd be my he'd be my second choice. Coach of the year, who you have? If they if they get the twelve wins, how I think Matt Lafleur. If they surprise everybody, it'll be uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, and I'm going. I'm going Matt Patricia. I, I, I think the Lions will be eight and eight um, at least this season. Um, defensive Player of the Year. Who you who do you have? I got to play it safe and go Khalil Mack. <laughs> and I went with his teammates, uh, first round draft pick last season, Raquan Smith. I think you know he led the lead, he led the team in tackles last season, and that's not with the training camp with him holding out and stuff. And now that he's fully got his money and all that stuff like that, man, I think I think Raquan Smith is about to be a star very very quickly. Um, surprise player of the year. Um, it's kind of hard for me to choose anybody because uh, really the NFC North is all about stars. If you think about it, <laughs> but um, if I had to choose one, uh, let's see from. You know, from a defensive side of the ball, I'm gonna go Anthony Harris uh, from the Vikings. Um, he's replacing Zendejo as a starter. He's been in and out 
the last two seasons. And every time he's playing, like he he always scores the highest in PFF. Um, he 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 saved he saved the game versus the Rams two years ago. Uh, Todd Gurley had an easy touchdown, and he made Todd Gurley fumble. And after that, Rams got blown out. So um, you know he he's a, I think he's a playmaker, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and Harris. I know it's a homer pick, but you know I couldn't think of nobody else. I'm going way, way, way off the radar. I'm going with a lion. Oh, I'm not sure which one I want to go with. <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about Carry On because I think they're going to focus on running the ball. But I'm going to go way off the radar. I'm going T.J. Hawkinson. The tight end. Okay, okay, T.J. Hawkinson. That could be a surprise player. I mean, I, I know from now he's going to be blocking because they can bring they be trying to run that ball. But but you're talking about a guy who can do who can catch the ball and run the ball. They called him Gronk in the draft process, so we'll see about that. But, um, yeah, I like that. Uh, what is your – Because I, cause I, feel, like, I feel like God, they kind of get the best corner, and then you only can yeah. hit Harrison. No, not, you only get Marvin Jones on so many routes. So, I think Hawkinson to kind of be freed up, you know, to, to get should. some yeah. big plays. He should, especially with his size, yeah. Um, and plus they got here, Jesse James. I don't, I don't believe in no Jesse James. Jesse James. Uh, I'm not worried about Jesse James. <laughs> no, I don't believe, believe in the outlaw. <laughs> I <know>. I, <laughs> um, bold prediction. Any any crazy, crazy wild bold prediction, man? What you got? Oh, man. I really don't have one. I got, um, I got one for you. I got if, one if for I had you. To, if, I had to, if I had to go very, very bold, I would say Bears go from first to worst. Ooh. Gotcha. And I'm – I got another bowl for you, and I and I and this is uh pretty crazy because the opposite of what you're thinking, the Packers finished last in the division. That's my bowl prediction right there. I just think no, we're, I, we, we're, we're, we're pretty similar. On, we're pretty similar on that because I mean, Bears won it last year, and uh, I have them. They they could finish at the bottom because like their schedule, and if Mitch doesn't get it together, it, it could be bad. And uh, for Green Bay, if if it don't like work say, out, Rogers goes. <laughs> yeah, if it don't work out, or Rogers goes down again, you know, they could bottom out as well. So, uh, I, I think. I mean, it's it's called bold prediction for a reason. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And we 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 re- review at the end of the season just to see just to see who who how who win the most one who who got the most wins for bold prediction. I, I think I think it's gonna be crazy to see. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that's preach care preach NFC North. Uh, Stay tuned because we come we coming with another NFC show really really soon. Uh, probably probably toward the end of this week. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Preach, care, preach, man. We out.